Welcome to episode 31 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. I think we should get away from doing live video just for the sake of it. And especially because a lot of the advices go live for as long as possible. So you do better in the algorithm. Like Facebook will keep on showing your live video the longer you are. But if you are going live and then just waffling on or just waiting for people to actually come on, then that's rubbish. Hello, Ian Addison Gray here. And on this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast, I've got my good friends, Andrew and Pete on the show, talking about how to unboring your live videos, how to make them more exciting so that you can communicate effectively with your audience. And we talk about selling and how to make money with live video. But first... Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. Hello, this is my live video show. And in this show, I'm going to talk about my new course that I'm going to sell to you. But first, I'm going to wait for my live viewers for a couple of minutes. So... Not so fast, super boring live video person. I'm super exciting, unboring live video man, and I'm here to help you. You need to make your live videos more exciting, and so it's time to sing the amazing unboring song. Woo! Thanks so much for having us here. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's time to get on with the show and have Andrew and Pete on. If you want to hear this week's theme music in full, just wait to the end. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we, we can go, go live! Hello, it's Ian Ansegray for episode 31 of the Confident Live Marketing Show. This is really exciting. We've got Andrew and Pete on the show to talk about how to unboring your live videos. I think a lot of us need some help with that, and I'm really looking forward to bringing them in. The show notes for this episode, when they're out, is at iag.me forward slash 31. But before I get Andrew and Pete on, it's time to announce my first sponsor of the show, which is... Content 10X. I thank you so much, Amy and the team at Content 10X for sponsoring this podcast. It's such a good fit because live video is one of those pieces of content that is so easy to repurpose into a plethora of different content. And that's really what Content 10X does. They are experts in end-to-end -end repurposing. And that's what the service that they offer is. Live video is great. Once you planned it, you press that start broadcast button and you share that content. You create that piece of content. Once you press the end broadcast button, Content 10X will then take it and they could make it
make it into a podcast for you, into a blog post, into lots of social media images, infographics, that kind of thing, and really exploding it across the interwebs, helping you save time and helping you focus on building your business. And if you want to do it yourself, you can do. They've got such an amazing resource at their blog. They've also got a podcast and now a book. So if you go to content10x.com, you can find out all about that. And I thank you, Amy and the team, for sponsoring this podcast. It's time to introduce my good friends, Andrew and Pete. They are international keynote speakers. I was just about to say, really, there's there's not much I can say. I mean, pretty much everyone in the world seems to know about Andrew and Pete at the moment, but they are international keynote speakers, authors, and YouTubers, and are multi-award winning fun business duo who help small business owners scale their business so they can stop swapping time for money. Andrew and Pete, it's great to have you on. Woo! Thanks so much for having us, Ian. Thank you so much. What's dope? That, that intro was epic. It was so, so cool. And also a big shout out to Content 10X as well and Amy Woods, who runs it. They are awesome. Yes. So definitely check them out. I thought you were talking about our intro. I thought oh, like that's intro. a really strange thing to say about our intro. <laughs> the really epic intro to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you 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 wrote it, so uh, it's yeah. it's got it's got to be epic. So, uh, but it is it is true. It's it's amazing to see how you've grown and the fact that you are indeed international keynote speakers. I've seen you speak around the world in the UK and in the US, and yeah, it's just been uh, just amazing to see you guys grow. And it's long overdue that you come on this podcast i can't believe that actually i'm on episode 31 and you haven't been on yet so what, on. what is going on about that come on the, the real reason though is that you're just far too busy and you can't fit me into your schedule <laughs> <laughs> but anyway anyway so thank you uh, thank you for coming on if you're watching the replay watching live or listening to the podcast please get involved if you've got any questions for andrew and pete anything at all Maybe to do with live video and making your live videos unboring, that would be cool. But uh, yeah, just let, let us know. We're going on live on LinkedIn and Facebook and other places too. So I've got a quick quiz for you. Now, this is a new thing. I haven't actually done this before. We just kind of quiz you both. So it's a quick fire quiz. Quick fire. Can you have a quick fire quiz? You can. I've just, I've just made it up. And I'm going to ask you just a few questions. We're going to start with Andrew, obviously, Andrew and Pete. And then Pete, you then need to answer it too. Is there a winner, Ian? No, there isn't. It's just the joy of knowing the answers. Slightly disappointed with Andrew, that. Andrew's really competitive, so... Yeah. One of the reasons why I've got you on, because you're going to give me loads of tips on what, what I can do in the future. Uh, so... <laughs> can we just pretend that because we're the first ones to do this, we're current champions of this game? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So have uh, even done the quiz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first question is your fave type of food. Andrew. Oh, Mexican food, fajitas are my ultimate favorite. Pete. Oh, uh, Chinese, no, Thai food. <gasps> oh, you can't do that. It's kind of like Monty Python and the Search for the Holy Grail. Uh, yeah. And they get this, so what's your favorite color? And he says, blue. Oh, I mean green. And he goes, ah, and he falls off the, uh, into the, into the <laughs> river of death. Is the first thing that comes to our heads? Is that the yes, idea? Yes, yes. Okay. okay. It would help okay. if I actually explained the rules, but anyway, there we yeah. go. So okay. next question, Andrew. Mac or PC? Mac. Mac. Easy. You make you it sound like... You that time. I just went for it. <laughs> You've heard it. Okay, right. Favourite kind of music? Oh, like cheesy pop. Dance music. Oh, cool. Excellent. Right. Banana or Krispy Kreme donut? Oh, Krispy Kreme donut. Easy. Banana. Banana. Really? Okay, that's cool. 
Excellent. Although there's this really cool bar in Budapest and it's got like these amazing donuts in the shape of like unicorns and minions and stuff. Yeah. So you know why I was awesome. confused by that? I thought you were asking me like banana flavored donut or Krispy Kreme donut. That's why I like oh, okay. there was a slight pause. Uh, but okay. like 100%. Bananas are the worst type of fruit. Yeah, like maybe I should have chosen. The worst fruit. I think they're the most convenient fruit. Yeah, they are. They are indeed. But you see, I, I gave up sugar, sugar a couple of years ago. So I, yeah, yeah, it's banana for me. But I went to, and I'm also vegetarian, so this wouldn't be good for me. But I was when we when I was in Nashville a couple of months ago, I noticed they had donuts with bacon on it. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Oh, have you ever been nice. to... Um... TGI Fridays, they do the bacon milkshake. Oh, that's I don't just think it's still on the menu. It's got bacon in the milkshake. That, yeah. That's just wrong. Okay, next question. Favorite kids TV program? Oh, Scooby Doo, all time favorite. Pete? Oh, this is hard. Uh, the Simpsons? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really sell that to me, but okay, fine. Okay, next one. I'm, I'm really interested. In, I'm really interested in this one. Your favorite classical composer? Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's gone so badly. Okay. <laughs> I'd say? say it's a tough sort between Beethoven and Mozart. Okay. <laughs> Right, that's 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 good. That's good. That's good. Right. Okay. Now this could go horribly wrong, but okay. Uh, so Andrew, what's Pete's middle name? Do you know Pete's middle name, if he has one? Yes. Do you want me to say it? Yes. <laughs> Didn't know if it was meant to be keeping it secret. Is this? Is, this, uh, is it top secret? No, it's not. It's, it's his Peter Michael Francis Garland the fourth <laughs> of his name. J- J- Junior. Not, Junior. Or the third. Odd. Lord Peter Michael. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lord mm. Peter Michael Francis Gartland, yeah. fourth of his name. Okay. Right, and Pete? Andrew doesn't actually have a middle name. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. I know. Yeah, I might, I might get one. Yeah, I yeah. think you should. I want him to change his name. Yeah, this is a, it's a really weird question that you've just asked me, Ian, because I went for dinner with my mum the other day, and this I'm not even making this up. She goes to me, Andrew... I'm your mother, and I've been thinking about something. I made a big mistake when when you were when you were younger. I was like, oh, and she said, I really think that you should have a middle name, and so this is what I think it should be. And I can't say it yet because I might have to add a middle name because my mum changed her mind. 29 years after I was born. But you're, can that, can she do that as a grown adults? You know, I suppose. I don't know. Can. I feel like, I mean, she can't, but I also, okay. I, I'm a bit of a mummy's boy, so I feel like I need to like agree. Ooh, well, you heard it first on this show. Maybe you can come back and you can let us know. So the final question, the final question is your favorite app. Oh, app. That's hard. I am loving Slack at the moment, you know? We have just got into Slack for managing the team. That's a really boring answer, isn't it? No, that's cool. Slack has somehow become like one of my favorite apps all of a sudden. Oh my God, can I give two? Number one, Monzo, (laughs) because it's like the best banking app ever. Yes. And I'm like obsessed by it. And the other one is TikTok because I downloaded TikTok and then I'm looking at my phone right now and I basically lost three days of my life. Oh no. Uh, and then I closed it, and it is really addictive. Oh dear! Do you, do you realize how old that makes me feel? 
I just opened TikTok and I feel instantly 90. You should you should have this show on TikTok, Ian. I can see it now. Yeah, I think not. <laughs> so anyway, let's get on. Let's, I, that was supposed to be a short quiz, but um, anyway, there we did go. Did we win? More importantly, did we win? You won, you won absolutely. Both yeah. of you. So I'm trying to, I always like to ask people who come on my show, if we have actually met in real life, when was or how did we first meet? Do you have a memory about that? I know exactly when we first met. Do you yeah. know when we first met? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to tell the story? Okay. Why? Because you've really forgotten. No, I really... <laughs> <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. So, Ian, you were speaking at New Media Europe, and we had just launched our membership, Atomic, and we wanted to get some awesome content on Atomic, and we saw that you were speaking at this event. We were going to the event, and we reached out to you, and you were this hero in our eyes, and we were like, Ian, we would love to meet you. And we made you a, a whole landing page mm-hmm. and sent you a special email uh, to get you to that landing page, which asked you to if you would like a coffee with us for 10 minutes. And we even stalked you on Twitter for like three weeks preceding, like leading up to that question yeah. of asking you uh, to a little coffee. Coffee meat. Do you remember that, Ian? I remember it very, very clearly because I was thinking, what on earth is this about? What's happening here? <laughs> Who are these nutters? No, I wasn't thinking that at all. Just yeah, you went you went all out and you created like I I've never seen somebody create a landing page specifically for a person. And uh yeah. So and then it was just great to then meet in person. And it just meant made it a lot easier because you'd reached out beforehand. And so I thought that was a really, really cool thing to do. And yeah, we've Known each other ever since. Yeah, we've yeah. been friends and spoke on the same stages and you spoke at our event. And, yeah. Um, Traveled the world the together. World. I know, yeah. So we, we were both speaking at, uh, all of us uh, were speaking at Content Marketing World, but we were in September. Uh, yeah. And then earlier this year, there was Social Media Marketing World. And of course, your big event, Atomicon. And, and uh, do you want to tell people watching or listening about your event next year, Atomicon 2020? Yes. Yeah, very quickly, yeah. The, the Atomicon 2020 is happening in Newcastle next year, the 28th of April. It's an epic event for small business owners. So check it out, atomicon.co.uk. Yeah. Cool. And it's it's in Newcastle. It's in Newcastle, which is a beautiful city. And the hotels are, are not expensive. It's a great place. Very inexpensive. Yeah. So there's lots of good things. Let's, let's call it as it is. Dirt I was trying to be I was trying to be polite. There we go. So uh <laughs> live video. Why why live video? So live video offers this like unique experience to basically interact and engage with people. Like you all know this listening. Like it's so special to just be able to talk to people one-on-one and it almost gets across that excitement of something is happening like right now and i think that's a really great way to use live video mm-hmm. and generate a little bit more buzz and excitement than just here's a pre-recorded video yeah we mainly use live video ourselves like behind our membership so we're going live into our membership group pretty much every single week we're doing hangouts there and I think it's a really great way for people just to get to know their community, whether that's a paid for community or whether that's a free community. It's great just to have actual in-person conversations with people like you can on live video, which you can't really do any on any other platforms. I don't think the same. No. I think you made a good point there, like, cause I think everyone thinks live video, Facebook page or mm-hmm. live video, maybe YouTube or on now LinkedIn, paid communities or Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. You can do like live trainings in those groups. You can share your screen, you can do a presentation, then you can interact with people. People can ask questions there and then. 
This is like a really yeah. easy way to provide value and get to know your members and interact and answer all the questions. Yeah, we tend to use live video a lot as well for doing like trainings, like where back in the day we would have used like some kind of webinar software to do live trainings on. Now we're just using live video, whether that's Facebook Live or whether that's like jumping into a Zoom room and just using these tools available to us now to actually deliver value to the audience as well. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, live video is not just restricted to the likes of Facebook Live or, or Periscope or whatever. Yeah, Periscope does yeah. still exist. We're, we're broadcasting Periscope as well. Yeah, I mean, in fact, why not, you know, include webinars? And actually, why not, instead of doing a traditional webinar, why not using Facebook Live or, or LinkedIn Live or something like that? Do you get nervous on camera? <laughs> Can you share any disasters? And have you got any tips? Because uh, it's interesting. I've asked uh, a lot of people on the show about whether they feel nervous. Most people do we've had a few people that don't get nervous at all and we've had a few disaster stories so i was just wondering if you could share some of those with us well i think i we've got two funny disaster stories first and foremost however obviously getting on video is scary to start with but it gets easier and easier and easier like we don't feel like I don't feel that nervous right now on the on live video. Something that really helped us was practicing on Snapchat, taking little videos, making stories. Obviously, you can do the same on Instagram these days. And that really helps to get comfortable with camera. I think two disaster stories. The first one that springs to mind I can really think is, of one. Oh, can you? Yeah. First one, to, like we, we did this. We went all out for this webinar. It's going to be a live webinar, and it's going to be amazing. And we even had Jay Bear subscribe for this live webinar. And we were like, oh my God, the pressure. Like, <laughs> Jay Bear is like this hero in marketing. And we're, why the hell is he subscribed to our webinar? Like, what's going on? No pressure. So anyway, I'm in charge of sending the email, the final email with the link to go watch. And you know what I do? I get the wrong link from YouTube. <sighs> so we go live. No one's there, obviously. We realize we sent this email to go to the wrong place. So we had to then redo the whole thing, send another apology email, restart it, and it was all... Andrew was very mad. Oh, yeah, really mad. That almost broke. So where, where did you send them to? Was it like some random cat video on YouTube or something? Well, you know, on, on YouTube, you've got like one... You've got two options, and one of them is like a standard... YouTube live page and it's just like forever there and then underneath it you had you used to have events and then on the events thing you would yeah. have the event of the yeah. but remember you would put the thumbnail and everything on that the wrong one as well I did, yeah. so it looked like it was the right one and we just weren't starting so it was like a big kerfuffle well I was going to say this is why we test things we're bound to mess up but you learned from that experience didn't you <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the, the other the, thing. The other, I've just thought of another two, actually. I, I've got two, yeah. The very first webinar that we ever did, this was another Pete screw up story. We're like about to go live, and Pete like thinks that, oh, no, the camera's not quite right. He pulls our iMac closer towards us, <laughs> and the power cable just pops out the back. <laughs> the whole thing shuts down, obviously. So. Then it takes like another five, 10 minutes to like load back up. And we're just ridiculously late to go live. We were literally ready to press go live. Let's do this. Big, um, jigged ourselves up. And then Pete just unplugs the computer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one, 
basically, very quickly, we're about to go live, and Andrew knocked over our lights, and it shattered all over the floor, and we had to do the whole one-hour webinar with glass by our feet. In the dark. In the dark. <laughs> well, could nobody, I suppose you didn't have to, was it just slides? People didn't need to see you. It wasn't quite the light. It wasn't quite dark, but it wasn't, it wasn't well lit, let's yeah. say. This is how we do webinars in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right, well. Uh, it's it's good to share the disasters. We've all had disasters, um, but we still keep going, and it's how you learn from these these things. So, why can some live video be so boring? Let's face it, we have seen some live video out there that is excruciatingly boring. How can we unboring it? Good question. I think one of the major reasons it's boring is because we're told to do live video, so we do live video for the sake of doing live video, mm-hmm. and. Because there's such a, a low barrier to entry to the live video, that makes it so easy to do and just convenient, which also makes it really average and boring. So if you want to do an actual video, you have to, you know, maybe write a script, you have to record it, you have to edit it, then upload it, maybe add sound or get licenses, write all your description and stuff. And, and it's a real process. Like it takes a good few hours. Maybe you even like get captions bent onto it first. All this stuff takes a lot of time. And if it's going to take time on it to be worth it, so it has to be good. So when people do video pre-recorded, it's usually much better than a live video because, well, they've had to think about it a bit more because it's going to take them longer. Whereas a live video, there's no barriers. You can just go for it. Like I could just pick up my phone now and in 30 seconds, I could be live. And that means it can also be very boring and not well thought out. What do you think? I agree completely. I think we should get away from doing live video just for the sake of it. And especially because a lot of the advice is go live for as long as possible. So you do better in the algorithm. Like Facebook will keep on showing your live video the longer you are. But if you are going live and then just waffling on or just waiting <laughs> yeah. for people to actually come on, then that's rubbish. And think about the replay viewers. I think that's what you do really well, Ian, mm. is that you start the live broadcasts with the replay viewers in mind, where most people they'll start the live broadcast and wait for the live viewers to come along where in most cases most of our views are coming from the replay views anyway that's so true yeah don't just think about the live element although obviously live is great and it's great to get those comments in and to to have a discussion with people and it doesn't have to be that long you know i think actually doing a number of different types formats of live video shows are really good so this one's obviously this is a longer one this is we tend to go on for about 50 minutes sometimes but not all of the live video shows that I do are that long, you know, so experiment. I wonder whether also the people that are really nervous and tend to overthink things before they press that go live button, I think maybe they're the kind of people that would make really interesting shows. I mean, maybe I'm overgeneralizing here, but the people who don't really have that barrier, they just press the go live button, they don't really think about it. And some of the time they're really boring. Do you think there's some truth in that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I think we've been told that going live is going to help us get more reach because the algorithm favors it. I think that's less and less of a priority. And I think it's more to do with how good that live video actually is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like someone who does this really well is um, Mari Smith. She's going to be speaking at Atomicon. Her um, live videos are really good. They're like very high end. And basically, when she finds out something, some insider knowledge about Facebook, She'll just go and share it with a live video and talk it through and people will be asking questions and it's a little bit of a debate, but it has a purpose of being live. And if a video doesn't have a purpose or reason why it needs to be live compared to not live, 
then it shouldn't be a live show. So for Mari, it's, it's time sensitive. She wants to get this information out right now. And she wants to know the reaction of people mm -hmm. straight away and talk it and, and answer any of the concerns or opportunities. And that's a really great way to do a live video. Similar to you, like you're, you're doing an interview show, which allows people to take questions. That means a live video is going to be good for that. I think the, I totally agree. And I think the other thing I would just add to that, and this is not my main reason, but it is certainly a reason why I started with live video is that it actually forces me to create content because I'm an overthinker. I, if it was doing pre-recorded video, I probably would procrastinate and procrastinate. But with live video, I have to plan. Obviously I plan, I press that go live button and then I've got a piece of content. So I think for some people, the fact of doing live video, going live is actually a way of quickly creating content as well. But again, you need to focus on making it good. Don't just... Uh, <laughs> Don't just do it for content's sake. And so, yeah, the, fo the follow-up question really is, have you got any tips on how we can make our content less boring or, or should, let's make it more positive? How can we make it exciting and interesting and <laughs> engaging and really make some cool content for our audience that will engage with our audience? I think think about what is in it for the end, I was going to say end user, viewer, that would be a better word to use, <laughs> the viewer. Think about what is in it for the viewer. And I think people often do forget that with live video because it is so easy where I would really think about, right, what is this main pain point that I want to solve with this live video and do all of that prep work first. So it's not just a live video that's just rumbling on about God knows what. Like I would plan as much in your live videos as I would do if you were going to create a video for YouTube. I would also remember what we call the energy drain theory. So when we do video, the camera just sucks our energy out of us completely. Mm. And if we go in as like a seven out of 10 for energy, then it's going to come out more like a three out of 10 or a two out of 10. And you're going to feel really monotone and boring watching it back. When we're, when we're recording YouTube videos, like we're giving it like literally like 15 out of 10, 20 out of 10. And when we watch it back, we feel a lot more boring than what we felt like when we were actually recording it. Like when we were recording it, we felt like we were bouncing off the walls. Watching it back, we feel like, oh yeah, we look animated. And I think because live video can be a bit longer, you can definitely lose that energy over time yeah. and constantly just making sure that you are doing everything that you tell people to do again, like sitting up straight, feeling the energy. There's two of us. So often if one of them nice senses press. the other person like losing it with the energy, they'll be doing like this under the camera. Like, <laughs> like, like, let's, 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 yeah. We're getting the secret, <laughs> secret tips now. That's, that's really cool. And uh, yeah, I, I really loved what you said there, Andrew. And that, that kind of, that's reminded me of something actually from my singing days, because I remember singing this, like it was actually, it was like probably a classical piece of music, like some opera or something. And it was in a masterclass. I was there singing to an audience and somebody was working with me and saying, okay, I want you to, I want you to put more feeling into it. So I put what I thought was a hundred percent more feeling into it. And he said, yeah, but that wasn't really that much more. So he wanted me to put like two, 300%. What I thought was loads was not, it yeah. was like 10% more. And I think it's the same on video. Yeah, you're right. It drains your energy, the camera. And it also, if you think about it, where are you at the moment, guys? I mean, you're in your office, aren't you? Yeah. In our office. In our office. And you're, you're talking to this inanimate object called a camera. And yeah. it feels a little bit weird. You're kind of like talking to this. I know you're talking to me, but it kind of, if somebody came in the room now, they think, like, what are you doing, guys? You're like talking 
to no nobody in particular. So it, it, it takes time to to get that energy leveled up and, and also to keep it there all the way through. So yeah, thanks for sharing that with us. So authenticity, we hear that word a lot and vulnerability, we've, we've heard that word a lot. How can small businesses, because I know you work mainly with small businesses, how can small businesses be more themselves on live video and why is that important? Oh, that's a really good question. And um, I do think it is really important to be more of yourself and be more unique and people are going to resonate with that and they're either going to like you or not like you and buy from you because of that. I think there's a fine line on this and I think sometimes people cross that line where they overshare for the purpose of being authentic. I'm doing little air quotes here because like they'll do it just for the sake of it or for a reaction and I don't think that's quite right. I don't think you have to share everything. So can you give an example? I, I think Mark Schaefer was sharing this with me about authenticity and he was saying like maybe sometimes I have a bit of like gas, I'm probably not going to share that on the live show. That's not really adding value. So yeah, have you got kind of any thoughts on that? (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think that's one. I think, you know, if you're trying to grow like a a business profile presence, there's some topics that are maybe a little bit like off limits, like religion and and stuff like that and politics or, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, private emotional things maybe yeah um, i think a lot of people share when they're having bad times or where things aren't quite going to plan and like we're not saying like the whole fake it till you make it thing is like the other extreme of that which again i don't necessarily agree with hmm. but also it's like we're doing this if we're doing this for business and if you're doing this for business then there is a certain level of positioning and a certain level of branding that you kind of have to do keep in mind whenever you're putting any kind of content out there on the internet you have to think about what does it actually say about you because i remember reading i think it was like a, a virtual assistant's profile and i was looking through some of the posts and literally like every other one was like moaning and complaining about how hectic and chaotic their life was and it just got me thinking like well i would never use you yeah like you're a VA, like your whole, it's all about being organized and and keeping people to account and stuff and helping them. So that doesn't sound right to me. So that completely put me off. But what I would say is on the flip side, if she shared that once, that's fine. Like she's okay to have an off day. That's okay. Yeah. Um, Or even if she shared a story, the witch then had an actual message that we could learn from or takeaway, mm. then that would be like really good and benefit people listening. I think that's the key. I think people hear like authenticity and I think it has become a bit of a buzzword. And really it can just be a little bit, we call it selfish content. So you know, content where it's just like all about you. Well, if we're trying to use content to grow our audience of potential customers, then we need to like stop thinking about us and sure, like use stories from your own life to help like emphasize points but whenever we're creating any kind of content we're never thinking like first and foremostly how do we make sure this content is is authentic we think okay how can we how can this content help somebody today so that's what we do we create like helpful content so that's like kind of our first point of call like what do we actually want someone to take away from this and then once we've got that and once we know what it's going, what, what the big takeaways of the content are going to be, then we start thinking about, okay, is there any like stories that we can share? Can we like tell, let people get to know us a little bit with this, but we're not like shoehorning it in for the sake of it. If, if there is a great personal story that we can tell, 
that adds to the message that we wanted to make anyway. We'll add it in, but we won't just put something in for the sake of it. Yeah, I think that's really important. And somebody said to me, maybe kind of last year or relatively recently, I can't remember, which is if you are going through a difficult time, it may be good to share some of those stories with your audience if you feel it's going to be helpful to them to learn from your experience, but probably not at that moment. You need to let some time pass so that you are probably in a better state to be able to share it. And yeah, absolutely. Do not share it for selfish reasons. You know, sometimes you might want to get things off your chest. Well, don't share that on your content. A mastermind group, some friends or something like that. They're, they're the people you should be sharing those difficult times with. Not just yeah. dump it on your audience. <laughs> they're not going to benefit from that. Anyway, it's time for our second sponsor, which is, drum roll, StreamYard. So StreamYard, really excited that they are a sponsor of this show because, so I'm actually using StreamYard to go live to LinkedIn. And it's my top recommendation as a live video tool for as a web app, because the great thing about StreamYard is you can run this directly through your web browser. So it's so quick and easy to use and works on both Macs and PC too. It's so easy to use and so many amazing features, such as, for example, you can highlight comments on the screen and add your own titles. You can have up to five guests. So that's in six, including yourself. You're able to share your screen and you can add your own brand colors and you can stream to Facebook, Periscope, LinkedIn Live, YouTube, and a lot more. Now, did you know all of those features are on the free version? They must be completely mad. But if you want even more than that, there is a paid version, which gives you even more features, including being able to add your own logo, overlays, backgrounds, and videos. And probably one of my favorite bits, although not for beginners, if you're just starting out on live video, I would recommend this, but it's really cool. And that's the ability to multicast, that's broadcast to more than one platform at the same time. You can broadcast to up to five destinations. So check out StreamYard. If you go to iag.me forward slash StreamYard, you can use this completely free. There is a free trial. Uh, and also there are some paid versions as well. But just go to iag.me forward slash StreamYard. And thank you so much, StreamYard, for sponsoring the show. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. So, it's exciting. Yeah, you should check out StreamYard. We should. We should, definitely. So, attracting the right audience. I think this is something that's really close to my heart because I think, you know, being, you know, on the subject of authenticity, you know, in the past, I have been focusing on the numbers. And I got to a point where I got loads of people on my mailing list and I got loads of people on my website, which is great. The numbers were great, but they weren't all the right audience. And now my focus is much more, I don't really, it's not so much the big numbers, it's getting the right kind of audience, the people that are actually going to buy from me. So mm. how can we attract the right audience using live video? Do you think that's a good medium to use and how can we do that? Yeah. So I guess when you're attracting an audience, it all comes down to like the content you are creating. And this is why having a plan of what the content is actually going to be about is really, really important. Like how do we create content that our ideal audience wants to watch? So first, like you have to know who the ideal audience is, then start thinking about all the different pain points they may they might have, and then just create content on all of that, all of those different um, topics. Right. And then when it comes to like actually attracting the people to you, there's multiple different ways that you can do it. I think one of the great benefits of live video is that often it is sat on a social media platform mm. and we have the opportunity not just of the algorithm to share it with more people, 
but actually the people that are watching it to share it with more people as well. So I don't know how you did this, Ian, but I would I would always be thinking about how are we actually encouraging people to either comment on the video or either or actually share that video with somebody to get more eyeballs to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's loads of stuff you can do to to attract the right audience. I think it really does start with like literally talking to your audience. I feel like this has been said a lot, but no one really does it. Like actually call up your customers, like your perfect yeah. customers and just have a conversation with them. Like what, what on earth are they trying to achieve and what are they really struggling with? That's helped us so much, like ridiculous amount. Yeah. And just to interrupt there, you do mean, I mean, this is like something quite scary for a lot of people. Yeah. It sounds like from what you're saying, you mean like phone them up, speak to them on the phone or face to face, which is like, which is like, what is this? What magic are you talking about here? Yeah. I feel like it, it is like Pete said, it's one of those tips that a lot of people give, but a lot of not, not a lot of people take it. Well, well, we've took it for the past maybe five, six months, maybe we've been trying to have as many conversations with real people on our email list as possible. And it's just been completely eye-opening having those conversations just how they describe things yeah what their actual problems are what the similarities between people are and it's been incredible hasn't it yeah, it's been amazing and you know i've actually reached out to like i don't know like hundreds of people like uh, i've maybe spoken to like just under 100 people on the phone mm -hmm. and it's mind-blowing and it's helped us to get inside like their heads. It's helped us to provide better training. It's helped us to sell better, create better content, more helpful content, and get a lot more focus on what's actually gonna benefit them or what to talk about in our own content. So that's really exciting. And I think like a really big one that I think as well, to bear in mind about attracting the right people is this whole difference between attracting the right people and attracting your peers. And I think what a lot of people do, especially yeah. in the marketing industry, yes. like we've been there, we've done this. You're nodding as if maybe you've done this as well, Ian. Oh, but yes. Creating content to impress our peers and go, look, like, look what we know. Like, aren't we smart? Whereas actually it's totally unrelatable to the people that we actually want to buy our products. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. sometimes that can really alienate people and it creates this, creates this weird audience. And this is almost why you get those you get people completely pivoting in their business and going, well, I used to create like content because I wanted to sell this product, but now I'm selling products to the people that are to basically my, com my competitors, uh, yeah. my, my peers, because I've built up such an audience because I was just trying to attract those, you know, I was trying to impress those people rather than actually mm. help the people that need it on their level, basically. Yeah, I think, I think that's so important. And it's one of those things that a lot of people feel, but probably haven't really articulated. It's something that I've spoken to a lot of people about is that we, we end up just forming these communities with our peers. Everything becomes a bit of an echo chamber. We're all kind of like, you know, patting each other on the back and like we're not selling anything, you know. Oh, you know, it can work. There are some. There are, you know, like my first Fake engagement. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my, you know, my first course that I sold, a live video course. Actually, a lot of my peers did buy it. Uh, this was on OBS Studio, and and but I think that is the exception to the rule. On the whole, I think it's good to have have a community with our peers where we we can encourage each other, but don't focus on that from a business point of view. You know, they're not on the whole going to be buying from you, so focus on that. I think that's really really good. Good advice. So that brings us on to 
probably my favourite topic. And it's something that really I know that we've got up to episode 31 and we've not really talked about this in a great detail. And that's the whole subject of actually making money. I mean, I talk about my tagline is how to use live video to level up your impact authority and profits yeah. and you know we can talk about live video loads of times we can talk about the, the, the we can talk about the technology we can talk about the confidence we can talk about the content well that's all great but how is it actually how are live videos actually going to make us money i love that you've asked this i absolutely love that you've asked this and um, because i do think it's a massive thing that people miss not just with live video but with any kind of content they're creating and the way we look at it is that we have content like this podcast like a blog like a youtube channel that is all about building our audience, right? It's all about giving value. And we give as much value as we can to build that audience. But there has to come at some point in that content, a point where the people that are consuming that content, like learn about what you do, right? And what we say is we need to create more what we call hand raiser content. So if we've got an audience of people, we need to know who in that audience is interested in buying. So like if you've got a live video course, for example, Ian, like how often do you talk about that in this live show? Like is your live video course even like a sponsor of this show or could it be? And how do you get everyone that's listening to this podcast or watching this video letting you know that they might be interested in purchasing this course? Could you do something like, okay, go to iag.me forward slash free and get the first episode of this course for free? Or something like that. Something that gets people to actually say, you know what, I'm interested in learning a little bit more. And there's tons and tons of different ways that you can do that. Mm, that's that's really cool. And I, yeah, that is something that absolutely I'm going to be doing next year. So as I, I'm creating some courses and more resources for next year. And uh, yeah, I mean, I make no apology. I'm going to be talking about that in the show and potentially there'll be sponsors. And, you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's not like I'm creating content and then wanting to just like shove it on to all my audience for no reason. I, I'm creating this content because I know it's going to help my audience. And so actually talking about that on this show makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think you need to get to a stage with content where people should know what you sell without having to read any of your sales content, if that makes sense. So for example, in our YouTube videos, we'll talk about, hey, this is a cool sales tip. Now, actually, this sales tip is taken from one of our sales trainings that we have inside Atomic, which is like a six-part series to help you like earn more money like really quickly just to let you know if anyone doesn't know atomic is your membership community this is your bread and butter this is your big thing isn't it yeah it's yes. the ultimate program to help you earn more and work less oh i love so that there we go <laughs> um so we'll, we'll subtly just mention atomic throughout and because of this when whenever we do then talk about atomic or get them to click on a hand raiser or something like that all of a sudden, like they actually know what it is. And I think we said this the other day, like we've been following people for years, years, and we have no idea what they sell. Yeah. Like we like them, we've been following the content, but we just have no idea what yeah. they sell because they never ever sell. Yeah. Or even talk about their products remotely in their free content or their, their Facebook statuses or anything like that. Yeah. So it's just really interesting. This way. Um, and I think a lot of people's audiences would be interested in finding out more about what they actually do. And yet they don't do it maybe because they feel like they don't want to be salesy or they feel a bit awkward about selling. Mm -hmm. But if you're creating a live video for your business to actually get more customers, then that's something that you need to like tackle head on 
and kind of get over for yourself. Mm. So you're not just doing it for the sake of doing it and it just becomes a pointless time wasting activity. That's yeah. so important. And, and it's not like you're 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 not talking about being really selly sell and saying, buy my course. Duh, 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 duh. You know, it's not so that's the other extreme. But then what a lot of people do, and I've seen this a lot, and I've been guilty of it too, and I still can veer towards the way of, of not talking about my services enough. It's something that I'm working on. But mm. I think that yeah, we, we can go from one extreme of selly selly sell to not talking about it at all. Yeah, exactly. Ian, tell me about this course. This course is uh, is it's all about confident live video and how to how to become more confident. How, in fact, to level up your impact, authority, and profits, and taking away those barriers, those three main barriers that we all suffer from in our businesses. Uh, How is the content delivered, by the way? It's going to be on uh, using video. So it'll be a video community. Fantastic. And and so like ongoing support as well. Ongoing support. Absolutely. Well, that's, we all need that, don't we? The amount of of times we reach out to you for tech support is unbelievable. We should be paying you for that. We should. (laughs) Well, there we go. That's why you need to join the, the, uh, the, the course. Yeah, and Here actually, there's there's uh, an exciting thing I'm doing with Jeff C uh, very soon, and that we're doing a, a master master class. It's a six week master class, which is very similar to what I've talked about. So uh, we're just putting the finishing touches on that. So again, we'll be talking about that. So uh, there we go. Well, thank you, thank you guys. Uh, we've run out of time, I'm afraid. We'll have obviously we'll have to have you back on the show. I don't know why I say we as if uh, it's the royal we. Uh, <laughs> it's got to that point, but uh, thank you guys. It's been so cool to have you on, and uh, yeah, definitely check out Atomicon. It's in Newcastle next year. What what's the what are the dates again? It is the 28th of April next year, and we have a fringe day the day before where we've got some more workshops and masterclasses running the day before. But the main day is the 20th of April, 2020. 2020. So if obviously, if you're listening in the future, if it already is 2020, yeah, you can. And if you just go to, I think it's atomicon.co.uk is where you go for, for that. But how can uh, yeah, how can people stalk you in a nice way? And how can people find out a, bit, a little bit more about you guys? Absolutely. So if you go to andrewandpete.com, you can find everything about us. We have a rocking YouTube channel, which we'd love you to check out. So andrewandpete.tv, check that out. If you do want to know any more about Atomic as well, we'd love you to check it out. It's the program for small business owners to earn more money, work less, stop the hustle, and really grow the business as fast as you possibly could imagine. So if any of that sounds good, that's andrewandpete.com forward slash atomic we'd love to be back on the show uh we'd love to talk about more on the sales side of things if you want to be more in depth on that um any if anyone wants that like reach out drop us a tweet or something like that let you know yeah let you know yeah do definitely do that because these guys have been so helpful to me and uh, you know particularly with the whole sales side of things because it doesn't come easily to everybody and Mm -hmm. andrew and pete have been really supportive to me so definitely reach out to to them perfect well thanks uh, for having us on the show ian and thanks everyone for listening and watching as well it's been great fab well until next time i encourage you to level up your impact authority and profits using confidence live video see you soon bye thanks for listening to the confident live marketing podcast with ian anderson gray be sure to join the community at iag.me where you can continue to level up your impact authority and profits through the power of live video and until next time toodaloo just test this can you just say something hello Hello, testing. I love you. It's my favorite.
He is my favorite. He reminds me of my little brother. Sweet.